This is the Tribe Mastermind, where we talk business, purpose, and passion with your hosts, Jordan Muela and Steve Welty. If you're ready to shift into a bigger future, then this is the show for you. So plug in, buckle up, and get ready to be. Another episode of the Tribe Podcast coming at you today with a juicy theme. The theme today is not taking your own thoughts too seriously. <laughs> bit, a bit of a mind trip there, man. So sorry, man. Yeah, I know. It is uh, you know, our mind, it's who we are, right? Or or we think it is, but you know, I've done a lot of self-work on it and I've got this post-it right in front of me that says, uh, when they're suffering, I've returned to the mind and lost presence. And I think success to me is peace of mind, first and foremost. Mm. And <laughs> if I can get out of my mind and out of the rattling and the the gorilla in the cage that's constantly chattering and trying to make me wrong or make me, you know, <laughs> make me come down or, or, and that's the other, like the new song I just wrote trigger ha- or I just came out with trigger happy. It's actually about this. It's about, isn't it weird how you'll feel really great? Like think about a time when you're just feeling so good. And then within a few seconds, your mind's like, Oh, well, what about this? Like it, it brings you ha- like down. It's like you're, you're, you're trigger happy for like a, a second. And then you're, you're like ego has to take you out of the, out of the, you know, great place that you're in. Yeah. Your mind's like that horrible friend that's like, Hey buddy, you know, don't, don't get too happy. Right. Don't, don't get too excited. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like, so creating some distance works for me. Realize first off realizing this is like the last two years I've really come across this concept. I always like, I used to walk. <laughs> I still kind of do this sometimes, but do you ever walk down the street and you see someone and then you're like a oh, douchebag or like, like something <laughs> I'm sorry, instant judgment. Yeah. And what's really funny is it's usually someone that like looks like me, like dresses like me or something like, look at this guy. And I'm like, what is that? And I used to feel bad. I'm like, I am a horrible person. Like what the hell is wrong with me? Like I just took that person out like mentally and they're just walking down the street and uh and what i've realized lately is that's a horrible fight to have because you're never going to win that you know you don't wake up and start thinking you you wake up in your thought right like you have no control over 90% of the thoughts that you have all right so that's that's the crux of it so there are two distinct ideas here that are at at odds the one idea or maybe at odds but they're just on a different wavelength the one idea is to improve the quality of your thought to have new and better thoughts that are more in alignment with the thing that you want so instead of being negative try to be more positive and there are little shifts and epiphanies that you can have but in general the idea is to not muscle through that process not to will your towards it, but to have a shift in perspective that makes it easier to have thoughts that will create the way of being and the kind of life that you want to live. A separate idea is rather than combating or shifting those thoughts is just to hold the thoughts more loosely. This is the muscle that meditation creates is to, is to improve your ability to let go of a thought. And so here's an example. Like we want to get as as specific as possible. And if you're listening right now, you can probably relate to having negative emotions that you're not sure what they're triggered by. You're just like you're kind of in a funk, and then it sticks around for a while. And now you're having a bad day, and that bad day leads to saying something to somebody else that you're in a relationship with, and now they're feeding it back to you. And now you're definitely having a bad day and dealing with the difficult person, and it's compounding and it's self affirming. What if 
when that thought comes, instead of realizing you're having a negative emotion and, and therefore determining, therefore I'm in a bad mood and having a bad day, like you could just observe it, you know, sit with it, look at it, but don't necessarily think that because the idea came into your mind, therefore it's true or therefore that's you having it. We've all had weird, crazy thoughts cross our mind, like unethical things that we would never want other people to know. Is that you? Is that, is that just like, hey, you're a horrible person, you know, marked for life? Or is it just like, man, that was, that was some crazy shit. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. I want to hear Jordan. Give me, give me, uh, give me a thought that like you'll routinely have that you're ashamed of. <laughs> wow! Thank you so much, Steve. This is this. Is, we're we're feeling real comfortable, guys. We've reached a new milestone in relationship. <laughs> I don't know about ashamed of, but here's yeah. Here's one is like is um being on high verticals and like thinking about jumping off. Yes. Oh my gosh, bro. I so resonate with that. Back in the day, my fa- I went on a cruise with my family and like I can really considered like throwing myself off the ship at like midnight one night. <laughs> but like not seriously, you know what I mean? <laughs> but you did think about it. Yeah, it's like <clears throat> just ending it all. Life's I mean, not to get too dark, but like life's tough, man. <laughs> like sometimes <laughs> you're just like, man, I could just uh, end this thing. Now, don't ever do that. It's never like, that's the mind. Uh, that's the mind. Like, look at all the beauty around us. Look at all, and it's just incredible. One of the things I'm doing to help take my mind less seriously that I need help with, Jordan, I need to help stay accountable is like killing off TV and mm. and less phone. We always talk about less phone, but I'm I'm literally committing to not, and I'm saying this publicly because it'll be more powerful then to give up TV for a while. Now, if we're going to watch a movie or something with my wife, I'll, that's cool. But last night, my wife and I had this really deep, meaningful conversation around our goals and around our vision for our family. And it was so powerful because number one, I got back from 10X, a strategic coach. And my wife usually initiates the meaningful conversations. I rarely do. And I can't remember what exercise we were doing, but I was like, that's something I want to work on is initiating the more meaningful conversations. And it just happened organically all around the fact that normally the TV would be on at that time of that night, like 730 or whatever, we're sitting on the couch. And the t- and I chose not to turn the TV on and this beautiful like conversation came out of it that lasted mm. like half an hour. Mm. So I think... Uh, Killing the TV off is going to make more opportunities for uh, beautiful things like that to happen and maybe turn down the noise in my mind, you know? I can I can kind of relate to that because when I think about the constant mental chatter that you described previously, let's talk about like why... That's why that's a downside or why it's a negative. Cause I know I'm constantly tempted to want to stimulate myself. I see that where I have a half hour and immediately it's like, all right, man, what's the podcast? Give me the audio, audio book, you know, cue up something. Yeah. The idea of just like sitting with my own, and even when I allow myself to sit with my own thoughts, I immediately start looping through um, projects and things that need to be done and accomplishments. Um, that is probably the thing that attracts me to meditation the most, not necessarily the idea that it's like the spiritual aspect or that um, 
I mean, I guess people are into it for different reasons, but I guess it's the challenge of it, like how hard it is. The fact that it's that hard to just sit quiet, that alone is the thing that attracts me to it most. Yeah, I resonate with that. It, It is the challenge and it's difficult. You look at TV and I never noticed this until I thought critically about it, but they change frames every like three seconds. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like the mind constantly needs something new. And with the phone, it's, it's like, that's why I love that Darren Hardy taught me like trying not to pull your phone out in front of another human being. Like, because if you just actually sit there, it's a lot more challenging. And, uh, you see what it's what it's doing. You know, we're we're totally over overstimulated, and I think that's one way to create space and actually make a lot better decisions. If we're on the if we're on the goal, like we talked about before, of, of making better decisions, not getting more done, then how are we going to set up our mind to make those better decisions? I think killing stuff like TV, phone, too much, and sitting time, uh, having time with your thoughts alone is. Um, is a big step, man. I'm, I'm glad that you reference in something public. I just want, I've said it in public in the context of our mastermind, but, uh, I just want to make a commitment here, like on this podcast next Friday, next Friday is D day for me. Next Friday, we are recording our next episode. And by next Friday, I will be talking about my experience in purchasing a dumb phone and having that as my primary device. So I'm just like, I'm playing the flag, man. Yes, man. I love that. I'm looking forward to that. I think that's going to be, uh, I think that's going to be huge for you. I do too. I'm, I know it is. Yeah. I don't know why I've, I've resisted it. Yeah. It's, um, it's really like something I do each morning is I sit quietly and drink coffee and don't do any planning. So that's, that's been really helpful to help quiet the mind. Um, and then the meditation stuff is good. What else, um, you know, I, I think there's just been an overstimulation of podcasts, all these things. Like when I walk my son to the beach in the morning, I, I, I've been leaving my phone mm. and, and I've just been seeing better results personally and professionally since I've been doing a lot of these things. And it's like, try to figure out what everyone else is doing and do the opposite is kind of one of the keys to success. <laughs> and everyone's you know, consuming as much information, not everyone, but the majority of people. Um, so I'm really big on this hack of, of, you know, being less distracted as being a superpower. So going back to this idea of not taking your own thoughts too seriously, Jason Goldberg is a guy that you've done some coaching work with. I know him. We had him out at PM Grow, not this year, but the year before. <clears throat> One thing that I interacted with that kind of turned me off at first was he's really into humor. He talks about like doing stand up and joking around. Mm-hmm. And there's still that aspect of me that's like, no, life isn't funny. Be serious. Life is war. You know, that, that sort yeah. of thing. So, like I come up against that because especially because he's not just like a comedian, he's doing it in the context of coaching. It came full circle for me to appreciate it in light of this idea of not taking your own thoughts too seriously. And I've heard a number of critical thinkers that I really respect talk about humor and levity as being the touchstone for just like getting off of it and holding things more loosely, which independent of humor is really important to me. Um, Like in your coaching interaction with him, do you see him channeling humor as just like a way to constantly come back to holding things loosely? I love that correlation you made there. That makes a lot of sense. I, cause I, the first time I uh, came across him 
well, it was at NARPM, I think, many years ago. And then I, I checked his stuff out online. And yeah, like playful prosperity and, you know, having fun and all this stuff. It didn't resonate with me either. And I think it was because I was, I was in the grips of, you know, doing a lot of stuff I shouldn't have been doing and just not having a lot of fun in business. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when it came back around for me, the opportunity, it resonated a lot more. But yeah, I didn't make that connection. I think that is a big, a big part of it. And uh the cool thing is too, and he, he t- talks to me about this is like, we all have a personal brand and it's like, that's his brand and it might not resonate with you, but it's like, it's going to resonate. I'm not saying you, but with certain people and then, but it's going to resonate with, with some people and those people, it's like cereal. It's like, you can come pick that, that box off the shelf if it resonates with you. But the key about having, you know, a business that's competition proof, like he calls it is being a hundred percent you. It's mm-hmm. like people are going to resonate with you. There's going to be a bunch of people that think you're dumbass. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some people that you know think you're kind of kooky, whatever. But then there's going to be this core group of people that just vibrate on your frequency 100%. And so it comes back to like the being authentic thing, you know? So I think this actually is more universal than it just being Jason Goldberg's like individual brand. So I bring it back to this idea of your inner nerd. Your inner nerd wants to take everything too seriously. Your inner nerd, if you're a dad, is the guy that comes home and the house is the wreck and the kids are yelling around and you're having that impulse of like, I'm not going to put up for this. I'm not going to take it anymore. I'm laying the law down, et cetera. Like moral outrage, indignation, whenever those things start to well up, it's always an opportunity to realize like it's just spilt on the floor. It's just a book thrown across the house. It's just like whatever it is, does it really merit the gravity of you seeding your emotional self-control perspective and cognition to get, uh, which is in large part what happens when we start to get outraged about things. Yeah. And keeping things fun. It's like, we know that's the core. If at our core, you believe we're love and we're all these positive things. It must be the ego. It must be things that are keeping them, keeping us off track. If we're like gripping, like saying, "Oh, things should be serious," you know. Sometimes we'll be at a a conference or something, and we'll someone will talk about like you know whatever happened to when you were a kid and you could become anything. It's like all of our hearts melt because we're we all I think inside remember that time when everything was fun and it was playful and you know you could try things and you could be yourself and and not care what other people think. These are all human desires. And, you know, we're not really in B2B or B2C. We're really in the human business. It's like human to human. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this, this idea of just not taking you too seriously, like self-deprecation, man, laughing at yourself. When's the last time you laughed at yourself as the boss, especially as the boss, you know, I'm in charge. Who cares if you're in charge? Why are you in charge? Did you, did you earn being charged? Are you in the charge because you're the smartest person in the room, the most capable? I'm in charge because I started it, period. That's it. Doesn't mean I have the best ideas. So I have the title, but I make mistakes. I do stupid things. I take myself too seriously. Yeah. And, and I've had so much more fun since I let go of some of the... Man, the office used to not be fun. I used to walk in, people would be watching like a YouTube video. I would get so mad. <laughs> like, I, would, dude, I, I wish we could have the lens, the camera, like on Steve getting mad in that moment. Dude, I, first off, I would get really mad internally. I would like fume in the other room. I'd be like, these, these sons of bitches. <laughs> Who do they think they are? 
like taking like you work the whole time you're at work what the hell is going on and then i was talking to someone about it and they were like you know you can fight that but that's going to be a really hard battle to fight like you know <laughs> you might as well just like people don't work the whole time they're at work make it a fun place to work and maybe enjoy it with them. And so I love that Dave, my operations guy, he's such a fun guy. He does so many fun things at the office that are like super cool. Like he writes like Rick Ross quotes on like the, nice like on the board. And he's always like, he's like, he's like pulls this string on this baby toy to like, see where we go to lunch or like weird stuff. But, um, but yeah, I think, I think uh, it's hard to feel down and have your mind take you out of the game when, when you're having fun and, and bringing levity to life. And plus it's, it's like, I love when I fly because I look down and doesn't things seem mm. so less important? And I'm like, oh, there's my city. It's like a speck. Mm-hmm. It's like we're floating on a planet in the middle of empty space. I can just picture when I die going, you know, to wherever we go. And then like God being like, what were you doing? Like, did you see where you were? Like, I think oh, we lose man. sight of where we are in this universe. And it's so easy to, because it's just such a big thing to even think about, mm. but it's a cosmic play, man. It's a motion picture. It's, it's light and shadow. So let's have some fun with it. Um, you know, while we're here. And I think that's going to lead to better results in your business as well. Or, or we go prosecute those people that are on YouTube at work. We <laughs> install software on their computers. We have ongoing meetings tensions tensions rise the boss is angry but we got those sons of bitches like you put it we got them you know (laughs) (laughs) cosmic whatever we got that guy that was on youtube at work (laughs) yeah man and that brings up another theme like what you resist persists oh oh dude i love that quote that's money you know like it's taking some time to think about what are you resisting right now i'll give you an example we I was consumed with negative reviews like Yelp and Google. Like we have to stop these. We have to get more. We have, you know, and just nonstop, like every day gripping and all the emails would come to me. And like, you you, like hold your breath when you're like seeing what this review says. And it's just like, we had these initiatives and stuff and it wasn't working for so long till one day I just realized this, we've been resisting this. I've been resisting this for so long. It's like the war on drugs. Mm, Yeah, man. It's never worked. The war on terror doesn't work. It's like, like I think mother Teresa said, I will not join your war on, you know, this, but if you have a pro this, a pro peace movement, Mm -hmm. then let me Mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. So trying to think like, what am I resisting currently that, that I, you know, could, could take my own feedback on this. This is a rich phrase. This has meant a lot to me throughout my career. Well, yeah. What am I fighting? I remember being in a meeting one time where I introduced the concept of limiting beliefs and I asked some team members to, um, to consider it, identify some. And in this situation, I think you and I will determine that we need to think about it harder. But when I asked that question, one team member's conclusion was that he couldn't think of any and therefore he must not have any. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> which, I, which I was like, wow, wow. That's did, it was convenient. <laughs> that really worked out well. Uh, or is it more likely because you can't think of any that you have a lot? So yeah, this is this is something for us to think on, man. What's 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 the thing we're resisting right now? Maybe this is a good a good fodder for a follow on podcast. 
Yeah. Well, one thing is the title of the show today is your thoughts when you're resisting these negative thoughts. You know, you're trying to like, that was one thing I was doing is I was taking each thought and I was trying to like strangle it to the ground and figure out, you know, why are you thinking this way? Or how can I change this thought instead of just letting it go? Mm -hmm. Like a helium balloon, let it go. Um, So that's one thing. Um, you know, a lot of times there's goals that we have that we're not hitting targets. And so we're like fighting against the, the gap, maybe instead of, um, going in a different direction and, and being more, okay, well, we're just going to focus more on this and not, you know, beat ourselves over the, the head for, for not achieving this, that, that might be something else. Um, uh, so here's one that came up for me. This was a recurring one that I'm, I'm on the tail end of. But I still have some more headway to go. For a long time, I resisted the transition of out of being an individual individual contributor first, and then out of being CEO. In the sense that when you first form a business, you have this guilt trip that's like, "Oh, I need to know about accounting, operations, sales, marketing. I got to do it all. I got to work a million hours." And then you have the luxury of specialization, but there still is that tendency to want to be graded based on like this this key contribution that you can make. But the higher that you get in the organization, the stupider you get because you're further from ops. You don't really know what's going on. I resisted the expectation of some of my business partners towards me that I needed to keep contributing on this like more direct labor capacity, like specifically as a sales marketing guy, you know, like, mm-hmm. like, oh, we need to run these campaigns or we need to do some pay per click stuff for Bleed Simple. And it was just clear to me, this was like, this was low level stuff that was beneath the, the kind of contribution that I was making. I really resisted having a conversation to clarify my contribution, particularly when my contribution looked radically different from that of my counterparts. And what it implied was that my game or my ability may be not on par or on a different level from some of the folks that um, I worked with and started off with as peers. And my the fact that I resisted that, it really slowed down my progress. It created a ton of friction. So if we're going to roll this up and put this in a category, resisting conversations that require redefining the boundaries and the nature of close, long-time relationships. That's something I've resisted and I still got some more work to do, but I've made a lot of headway. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, Something that... I've want to do, we're going away this weekend to a little surf beach up the way. And I've really wanted to have a board meeting with my wife as a, like a family meeting. And I've kind of been resisting having some clear conversations around, you know, what our goals are as a family and stuff. And we, we did some of that last night, but, um, but, and there's been some unclarity with me by not having those conversations. So I think that's something that comes up for me as far as something I've been resisting. But um, would you have any advice on that? I know you do that with with your family, your wife. Like, how, how did you... Like, what kind of questions do you ask? Or like, how did that work for you? Yeah. So I created a... This started out from like an annual review practice. So basically looking at what happened over the last year, doing a calendar review on a week-by-week basis, what were the significant highlights of all 52 weeks, roll that up into months, and then just asking some big questions about 
what's worked, what hasn't, what do we want to change? So then after doing that review, we looked at things like, like forward looking, what, um, what relationships do we want to double down on? Do we want to hold constant on? Do we want to cut? Um, what in our relationship is working and not working, you know, parenting with work, basically just defining like the key buckets of our lives and kind of asking where do we need to shift and move? And that's, that's pretty much it. It was more about awareness rather than looking for some radical repivot, just wanting to go back to that conversation at a high enough frequency to maintain the awareness that constantly is fading. Yeah, man, that that's awesome. They're simple questions, but I lit up when you said what things in our relationships are working and in our relationship is working. That's a really simple question that, you know, if asked every so often is going to lead to a lot more um, closeness and intimacy, I think. Um, oh, and that was something else I wanted to tell you about at Coach. I was reading this new book they came out with. Uh, I forget what it's called. I think it's Who, Who Do You Want to Be a Hero To? And one of the three main pillars of strategic coach. The first one was that everything we do um, improve, enhances the team and deepens intimacy with the team members. And I was like, well, I saw, you know, like your brain only hear or see, or your eyes only see and your ears only hear what your mind's looking for. It's like intimacy is a big word for me right now. So I'm like seeing in all these places. And I noticed in coach, everyone working at coach has been there like 20 years. Like minimum. Mm. Dude, that, that freaking blows my <clears throat> mind. I'm thinking of um, a Marilyn Preble, mm-hmm. but there's a bunch of people in that category where they look like they're like definitely mid thirties, super competent, but then they tell you they've been there for 20 years. And I'm like, how you look like you're 35. <laughs> how could you have worked here for 20 years? <laughs> right. It's a weird phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. And so coming back to business, there's a coach tool called the four by four, which I think helps really get to some of the difficult conversations and, and questions that maybe we can be asking. And, and one of the buckets it talks about is what drives me crazy. So you put on paper, what drives me crazy? And you can do this in a performance review thing. And that's just a great question. If you forget the, the four by four, it's like, how often have you had a conversation with one of your employees about, Hey, these are the four things or five things that drive me crazy. And then mm-hmm. here's how you can be a hero to me and getting really clear on Here's how you specifically can be a hero. But one of the cool things that came out of this most recent event was, and we're going to do this next week at Good Life, is everyone's going to do a four by four on themselves. So they're going to say, what um, what do I think drives me, other people crazy that I do? And the cool, th- and that's one part of it. But the cool part about that is it makes talking about things like this acceptable and more light and fun. Because you probably know things you do that drives your team crazy. And by saying that, now it speaks it into existence and it can be talked about and it can be joked about. And um, drama in the workplace is not just someone complaining outright. Drama can be like not complaining, like, mm. oh, you know, I'm just angry at this person. And like, there's so much drama that we can kill. And even really good organizations. So um, that's one thing. The other is how I can be a hero to you. And so everyone's going to do that. We're all going to share it. And I'm, I'm really excited to see how that goes. 
Man, I really like that. So with that resonates with me on the level of like laughing when bad things happen. I've had this, what I historically viewed as a bad habit, but now I'm just kind of embracing of like laughing when bad things happen. Really? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That's uh, I heard another thing that was funny. This guy said, um, you should respond to good, everything good and everything bad with the same word. Fascinating. Like... <laughs> <laughs> bender, bender. fascinating man uh, or perfect it's just as it was <laughs> yeah. meant to be yeah or perfect you know it's like this lady was telling marianne williamson the spiritual teacher like i don't know where i'm supposed to be or i don't know what i'm supposed to do and i don't know you know where i'm supposed to be and she's like you're supposed to be here with me right now <laughs> and you're supposed to be you know talking to me you're supposed to be where you are and it's like that's another tool when my mind is creating this gap and creating um, resistance of I'm less than or I'm not, you know, this or that. It's just like, I really believe that the universe, God, whatever it is for you, has you right where you need to be for the biggest impact on, you know, people and to play your part in this drama, you know? Yeah. Embracing the moment, the past and the future are constructs. What we can actually influence and impact is this moment. If we just like choose to be here, choose to show up and to embrace it for what it is. Yeah, man. But, but yeah, so, you know, I've made a lot of progress, I think in identifying some of this stuff that brings me down, brings me down mentally. I think life is all a mindset game. I think the bigger the mindset, the farther you go, the more people you can impact. Um, so just setting some time aside to get more clear on your thinking and, um, and you know, not taking negative thoughts too seriously and just recognizing that you're not the thoughts, you're the space between the thoughts, you're the consciousness behind the thoughts. Eckhart Tolle says, so Eckhart Tolle, one of the, my biggest, you know, spiritual teachers amazing amazing like I, I he's just incredible i don't even know like where he's from but he was going to kill himself back in the day he was coming up the ranks in business and then he was going to be a professor and he was like seriously considering killing himself and he said i can't live with myself anymore was the thought he had and then he had this like epiphany he's like well wait if i can't live with myself who is i and who am I? Who is myself? You know, like who is this person that I can't live with? And that's when he started to realize that there's this like roommate, he calls it, like that he lives with. <laughs> it's this like never ending chatter that tells you you're not good enough or you shouldn't have done that or look at that person. What an idiot. Um, and just um, that he says he doesn't have an ego anymore. And he's like, that sounds like some big accomplishment, but it's really not because the end of ego is just the recognizing that it's not you it's shining the light so like you're free of ego the moment you realize that is that this person's no longer you and so mm -hmm. do what you're going to do but after a while it's like these meditate uh, silent, silent retreats which man if i can get my wife to go with me on one of these one day i would so love to do this like the five day like where you don't speak mm -hmm. um they say what ends up happening is your mind just gives up because <laughs> because you're not like feeding it anymore and there's no like distraction or instagram to go on and and you know take your your concentration away that ultimately you just gain a lot of peace because your mind just gives up mm. and that's what uh, all the tech guys are doing you know um 
all the big uh, yeah, dude, yeah all the tech guys they're like doing all the silence and they're doing all the drugs from what i see they're like hallucinating and trying to go to burning man now <laughs> well, that's that's true that's another another episode <laughs> let's wrap it there guys hopefully this um inspired some interesting thoughts around this idea of taking your own thoughts less seriously holding them more loosely and could lead to some breakthroughs it's been impactful for us thanks for listening see you guys on the flip side did you enjoy this episode please share it with a friend and leave a review on itunes if you'd like to find out more about joining the tribe go to tribemastermind.com to understand why the best and brightest mastermind with us 